Hello and welcome to Eureka on Monocle Radio, brought to you by the team behind the entrepreneurs, the show all about inspiring people, innovative companies, and fresh ideas in global business. I'm Laura Kramer. On today's program, we're in one of the world's most digitally advanced countries, Estonia. Oliver Vartnu is the CEO of Cybernetica, the country's oldest IT company. It's been a key player in the development of the Estonian government's digital services and is now bringing that knowledge to governments around the world. Monocle's Chris Chermak met Oliver in Tallinn to hear about what sets Estonia apart and what it's like as an entrepreneur to work with government bureaucracies. How Estonia, to my mind, stands out in the world, then I still think that we have a lot to uh, offer to different countries, how we have developed our systems here. I don't see a lot of countries which have digitalized pretty much all their processes. And maybe also one thing that I notice is that for more sophisticated, bigger countries, Estonian reference or administrative capacity or the procedures are too small in a way to copy them so they take Estonia as a okay this is a nice reference case you've got 1.3 million people but we in UK have 60-70 million people that really doesn't work for us we need much more sophisticated processes and we're not sure whether you know these can be digitalized or should be digitalized in a way that you do but I still think that Estonia is, is very strong, has a lot to offer to the world. And I can see that also from our businesses and also other businesses here in Estonia. They, they tend to grow and more and more countries are finding the way to Estonia. Mm. Mostly, of course, these are developing countries and not very developed countries where administrations are more sophisticated, long histories, etc., etc., in general, I was curious what, as an entrepreneur, it has been like working so closely, so intricately with governments. Mm -hmm. Is that a challenge? Is it more of a challenge in other places, perhaps, than in Estonia? How have you found dealing with the, the bureaucracy of a government when you are trying to change their systems entirely? First of all, I have a government background, so my previous position was actually quite high in the government. I was the head of strategy for the Estonian Prime Minister's office. So I have a government background and, and I have an understanding how government works. But in regards to governments, I mean, you are very right, every government is very different. And usually the you know cultures, customs, organizational setups, they're all, all very different. So when I go to a country, I really take some time to analyze where I am, what is happening. I try to research as much as possible in regards to the government. And it's a slow business. If you do it ideally, a business with a government, the process of a sale could be maybe two years. And there are definitely a lot of drop-off points within these two years where you can lose your contract. But then again, it's quite a, also quite a stable business. Once you're in, build a strong relationship with the government. It works. Some of the countries are more frustrating than others. <laughs> and Estonia is definitely, you know, an easy place to do business with the government. It's very linear. You know, you, you see what you get. The processes are defined. Everything is online. You can see the tender plans of the organizations. 
you know, when the tender is published, how you submit, it's very, very easy. But yeah, I mean, if we go, for example, to Latin America or somewhere in Asia, you don't have that transparency and traceability of the system. So you have to uh, customize. And that's why actually Cybernetica keeps its core in the product development and also some small sales. But everywhere in the world we operate, especially with bigger projects, we have local partners. So that is to represent our interest. They know the government, they are boots on the ground. But actually what's also important for us is that when we deploy our technologies to third countries, we need to have kind of a capability or a knowledge transfer process at the back end. So we want to be your product company. But in order for this product to succeed in your ecosystem, you have to make it your own product. Do you ever research the public as well? I wonder if you feel there are differences within countries, whether there is more resistance to putting all of government services online. Mm -hmm. Is that something that all countries welcome or are there certain countries you look at and say, I'm not sure this government is going to be able to <laughs> pull through with its plans? We're a small company and we usually cannot go through a closed door. So we definitely monitor what the government is doing, what are their plans, how receptive is the society for these plans, etc. For example, you know, we can talk about UK and digital identity. This is something I think even the political elite somehow says that, yes, this is what impedes the progress of digital services in UK. But there is so big resistance from the society to not have this system. So we're, okay, there's no point in working with digital identity in UK. Unless the government comes to us and say, hey, we want to do something together, then of course we're willing to do. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there has to be an opening, usually from the government side. This cold calling really doesn't work that, you know, we take a very long-term business development perspective. Was there any similar resistance in Estonia? Do you remember looking back when it comes to things like digital identity? Were there lessons you kind of draw from that? Actually not. There, there were political discussions definitely about, you know, numbering the people and giving them a token and whether it's a sur surveillance economy and, or not, you know. But at the end of the day, there was not a big resistance. And what is important to, to say that maybe in the early 2000s, the society wasn't that well, we didn't have that sophisticated IT infrastructure around the world. We didn't have the problems that Facebook, you know, we didn't have Cambridge Analytic or anything like that. So the discussions were a little bit more, were not that sophisticated, I would say. And actually what, what the government, the Estonian government did very well is that we showed really quick results. We really showed really quick benefits of what it is, what do we get when we have a, a successful digital society? And nowadays, when you ask from an Estonian, it's like, do you want to go back? Nobody will do that, you know, nobody. Everybody expects that they have their digital identity, they can log on to an internet bank, do their taxes in one minute, vote online, etc. It's, it's a huge benefit. When I go abroad, I sometimes am frustrated how long certain processes take how much is being wasted actually in a way on these alternative process and how efficient they can be made but of course it's a societal decision and some societies have been around 
for a very long time. They've done hundreds of years business in a peculiar way. I'm not sure they want to break this. So, yeah, we have to respect these these processes, the decisions of the society. If they want to change, if they want to learn from Estonia, then we can we can definitely explain how we do things here. And if they are interested in copying certain of the aspects, then we also help them copy these aspects as well. Respect the peculiarity. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think also, like every Estonian hopes that we are respected and our customs are respected and the mutual respect is the thing that takes us forward, I think. That was Cybernetica CEO Oliver Vartnu speaking with Monocle's Chris Chermak. You can learn more by heading to cyber.ee. And that's it for this episode of Eureka. We'll be back next week and look out for The Entrepreneurs, available every Wednesday. Eureka was mixed and edited by Jack Jewers. Listen again and find out more at monocle.com. That's where you can also join the club and subscribe to Monocle Magazine or follow us and catch up with the archive via your preferred podcast platform. To contact the team, email me. That's right. It's lrk at monocle.com. I'm Laura Kramer. Goodbye and thank you for listening to Eureka. Eureka.